You got that dog in you? We're talking dogs. NFL underdogs. Christian Cat hit the open. Turn it up! Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 1063. This weekend in the NFL is a weekend that I'm not joking. I'm not joking about this. Earlier today in the show text thread, Friday Night Light Stone Labanowitz declared the best weekend of the season. The divisional round of the playoffs, the best weekend of the season. Stone, explain yourself, please. I just think these matchups are the bee's knees. I mean, who doesn't want Josh <laughs> Allen versus dork. Joe Burrow? Understand how dorky that sounds, but come on. If Daniel Jones can pull off a win against the 14-3 and Eagles squad, give me all that. Trevor Lawrence undefeated on Saturday. Inject that into my veins. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. I'm not as old as you, can. You can tell me about Dwight Clark's catch. But wasn't this the matchup back in the day? I'm excited tell you about for it. Dwight Clark's catch. That was before I was born as well. And I believe Dwight Clark's catch happened in an NFC championship game. Same difference. <laughs> it's not the same difference. Good. Awesome explanation. Why it's division weekend. The best weekend of the year in the NFL. And we're talking dogs, underdogs, because I would argue a number of these underdogs, according to Vegas, are underdogs to a functioning human brain. This is a fascinating divisional weekend in the NFL. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. In the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the Stone. Condition me, please. Beautiful. So we're looking at, well, I'm not on the computer that has the weather. So, Christian, That's you fine. can give you can us look the out temperature the here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got 78 degrees Fahrenheit, mostly sunny. Beautiful outside. There it is. Just making, awesome. just making sure everybody knows that it's Fahrenheit out here. Hey, there's not a, a cloud in the sky. I said the same thing yesterday. It is, uh, I'll use the same phrase, the bee's knees kind of weather, Ken. Okay. Uh, the sparkly and perfect intracoastal. And running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock is the audible assassin Christian Cat, who you just heard. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, as always. And me, Ken Levicka. I am not in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. I, in fact, am at the same Doubletree in San Antonio I was at yesterday. I'll be on the call of number 24 FAU and UTSA Ooh. tonight on the FAU Basketball Radio Network from Learfield. Stone, what do you know about FAU basketball. Oh, my God, Ken. I mean, not enough can be said, right? The job that Dusty May's done. But these guys can't stop losing. Every time I look, their can't favorite— Can't stop winning? Did I say losing? Yeah, you sure did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> winning. Sure they did. can't stop winning. Every time I check Yahoo, ESPN, whatever app I'm on at that moment, they're double-digit favorites. And they just dominate these teams. So they're a fun team to watch. And anytime I go on that Varsity Network or FAU Radio Network, there's this one voice I hear that really just gets me going. That's right, man. I'm bringing that juice. Uh, by the way, how cool. Something that just happened. Before we get into NFL, I need to tell everybody about this. When I go on the ESPN app, for the last 16 years of my life, I have had to go to NCAA men's basketball, and the first thing that the scoreboard brings you to is the top 25. So I always have to scroll to Conference USA or the Sun Belt before that to get an FAU score. I just now, this is the first time that this has happened to me, I clicked on NCAA men's basketball scores. It went to the top 25, and I didn't have to press anything again. Right there. 
Number 24 FAU. That's a good call. That, that to me, might be, and they've played a game as a ranked team Monday when they beat Western Kentucky. That, to me, though, that was the, oh, bleep, they actually did get into the top 25 moment, and it literally just happened to me. Yeah, we all struggle with that, right? When you go to NCAA men's, the top 25 is like the default setting that it brings everybody yeah, to. always. To, so that's a really good call. i got to check that out and experience that. Oh, man, that. that was sick. That, that, that honestly gave me some tingling in my loins. That was really, really cool. Uh, speaking of tingling in the loins, Stone this weekend, he is jacked up. He is ready to go for NFL Divisional round weekend, and uh, I keep trying to say wild card weekend, which is really weird. I don't know if it's because the NFL put so much stock into super wild card weekend, and I had it beaten into my skull last week. But let's go through these matchups, okay? Saturday at 3.30, you've got, well, 4.30 Eastern time. Sorry, I'm in Central time, so everything's changed on my phone. 4.30 Eastern time, you've got the Jaguars at the Chiefs, okay? So this is your lowest-rated divisional champion taking on the number one seed in the AFC. After that, uh, at 8.15, the Giants and the Eagles from Philadelphia. Interdivisional showdown rivalry, and it just so happens it comes in the divisional run with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts coming off their bye week. Then Sunday at 3 o'clock on CBS, you have the Bengals and the Bills in what I would argue is the matchup. This is the heavyweight. This is the the main attraction, right, Stone, of the divisional weekend is Bengals-Bills if you're polling everybody in the nation. For sure. It's the one that carries the most weight because if Joe yeah. Burrow wins, then it's going to be, hey, is Joe Burrow better than Josh Allen, right? If you're starting a franchise, who are you taking? Like, this game has ripple effects. This definitely has QB legacy storyline uh, written all over it. And then you've got uh, the the throwback to the 90s, my era, my prime as an NFL fan with the Cowboys and the Niners, and that'll wrap things up on Sunday. All right, Stone, so let's go through the lines for this right now, okay? For these four games. These are the Vegas lines. These are the latest, okay? This is the absolute latest. The Jags and Chiefs. Kansas City is an eight and a half point favorite in this game. Okay, so the 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 Jags are an eight and a half point underdog. Meanwhile, the Giants are a seven and a half point underdog to the Eagles. Does that surprise you at all that that the Giants and I know they got swept in the season series, but the Giants are an over touchdown dog to Philadelphia? It doesn't necessarily surprise me. I, I think this has to do with New York's offense right now. What am I seeing about the Giants that impresses me so much that's being lost on on the odds makers? Because you said the same thing yesterday that I I thought that I've been so impressed with the Giants and I think the Giants have a chance and you said, oh, wait a minute, this Cowboys Niners line, the Giants would go to San Francisco and be a much greater than three and a half point underdog. What am I seeing that odds makers don't like? Uh, the guy with the beer gut on the sideline. Who wears the headset? Who's, Why don't they like him? Who's able to... I love him. No, I'm saying, what are you seeing? You're seeing him, right? You asked me what... I'm seeing him. I'm all over Brian Dable. Yeah, and I think I, I think he's able to muck this game up, slow this thing down, this total sitting at 48 points. So they don't expect it to go through the roof offensively. So Brian still, Dable... Seven and a half is pretty significant as a line. It is. It is. You could say so. And I think more of the public money is going to come in on the Giants, right? They're... they're fashionable right now like they're popular people want to bet on them they want to see Danny Dimes succeed so I think it'll come down before kickoff but I have no problem with it being a touchdown and a half then you've got the Bengals as a five and a half point underdog on the road at Buffalo (laughs) name one thing that the Bills have done impressively over the last month 
Like what? What's the la- other than an opening kickoff against the Patriots, where we thought that Christ Himself was descending upon us from the heavens because it seems so otherworldly? What have the Bills done well? Find other than be inconsistent. Find a way to win games. Late, yeah, I guess late in the yeah. fourth quarter. But like if finding a way to win games is great, except when you're on year three of uh, where the Super Bills and uh, you have Super Bowl aspirations. It doesn't. It doesn't lend you a lot of confidence, right? When you're still depending on uh, just finding a way, just finding a way, just finding a way, and almost getting beaten by Skylar Thompson in the wild card round. So, are you saying this is similar to the Minnesota Vikings of this season, right? Like it's just going to come to an end at some point. Like you can't just keep playing with fire. Except, yeah, except that Josh Allen way more capable. Yes, of digging himself out of his own mistake holes than Kirk Cousins is. Is that pretty? Is that pretty fair? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's not a soul on this earth who would disagree with that. <laughs> and then the, uh, there's the Cowboys. And the 49ers from San Francisco. Purdy against Prescott. I cannot believe this is an actual thing. And an actual thing that makes you feel like, hell yeah, let's go. Purdy, Prescott, this is going to rule. I cannot believe in the NFL in 2023, this is a quarterback matchup where you're like, can't miss, let's go. And uh, the Cowboys are a a three-and-a-half-point underdog in this one. So, you've got the Jaguars as an eight-and-a-half-point dog to the Chiefs. You've got the Giants as a seven and a half point dog to the Eagles. The Bengals are five and a half point dogs to the Bills. The Cowboys three and a half point underdogs to the 49ers. And I'm wondering, just looking at this, which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend? And I don't think it's the underdog that has the lowest odds, which is the Cowboys. I think the 49ers are so fundamentally sound and provide such difficult options for arguably, yes, a very good Cowboys defense, but a Cowboys defense that once you get past the front seven, you can take advantage of them a bit. I like the Niners in this game, and I like the Niners in this game by two scores. Ooh. You know where I'm going with this, Stone. You know because I've been on him. I've been on him, and I love that dude with the beer gut. I'm telling you. I think the Giants have the best chance to win this weekend. I do not trust teams in a bye week in the NFL. I think it's counterproductive. I don't think it helps. Sure, it helps you kick your feet up a little bit and eat some stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut and get yourself healthy. But the way the Giants are playing, the way Daniel Jones is playing, I cannot believe that Brian Dable has made him not only a serviceable quarterback, he's made him a quarterback who's going to get paid in this offseason by the Giants. That is stunning to me. The Giants resolve how tough they are. They present matchup problems. This is going to be game number three between the Giants and the Eagles. And we saw how the Bills struggled with the Dolphins in game three of the season last week. And the Finns had no reason being in that game. I think the Giants have the best chance to win this weekend. They are a finely tuned machine that is bringing it against any opponent. And I have a feeling that this is the first go-around for Nick Sirianni in a spot like this, first go-around for Jalen Hurts in a spot like this. This is the unknown, a lot of pressure at home. The Giants go in there, and they shock the Eagles. They are going to be the underdog that wins this weekend in the divisional round. Okay, I love the audacity there because that's a big one, right? The Eagles are on a four-game against the spread skid, which is a good thing to look out for. Are you a believer in the week rest helping a team, or no, it no, really doesn't necessarily no, matter? I, I do not. It makes me it makes me squeamish 
as a football fan. I don't I don't like it because I've seen too many examples of teams looking rusty in the first half or having trouble getting going. I, I just I think a lot of times, and this is just my gut feel, I, I don't think that the numbers overwhelmingly support what I'm going to say, but I think that the buy and it being helpful is a nice thought, but I don't think that it's something that once a team experiences it actually does that team any good. It's easier to play through week by week and keep that rhythm. So you would compare it to Peyton Manning's halftime adjustments? The fact that it just doesn't even exist. Speaking of, I mean, there were multiple times Peyton Manning went into a divisional round with a bye week and lost. So I think that not only halftime, but Peyton Manning would probably, to an extent, to an extent, agree with me that, hey, sometimes that bye week ain't all it's cracked up to be. And I just have a – I am so impressed by the Eagles – and how they execute and how they find a way and how damn tough they are and how that offense is is efficient. It's not going to blow you away, but it's efficient. And just how they play football. That is an all-world coaching staff. And I just I feel like they have enough to go into Philadelphia round three and beat the Eagles. This is, to me, if you look, this is the worst possible situation for the Eagles. I would rather, if I was the Eagles, play the Cowboys. Yeah, but I, instead the Eagles have the Giants. Where I just, I this is the worst matchup that they could have had in the divisional round coming off the bye. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, and I think if you get Jalen Hurts to come out of the gates just a little slow, right? And the Giants get on the board first, things will get interesting here. I would imagine Dable wants to keep the ball on the ground, try to split the time of possession. Like I said earlier, muck this game up, just get this thing ugly. Don't let Jalen Hurts. Keep that spy on them. I, I can see them scheming them up in this game being close, so I can't knock you for the pick. And like I said, I think the public money is going to trend towards the Giants, so your your eyes and your head are in the right direction. I think the Giants have the best chance of any underdog to win this weekend over the Eagles. But what do you think? Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend? The Jags over the Chiefs, the Giants over the Eagles, the Bengals over the Bills, or the Cowboys over the 49ers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776. Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend? Weekend in the divisional round. Now, Stone, you're you pay attention to these lines uh, way more than I do, and you put money down because you're reckless and you're young. And me, I'm cheap, uh, so I don't like to lose money when it comes to sports betting. So you also have for me. I'm just talking about it. You're going to have a financial investment in this entire thing. When you look at this, Stone Lebanowitz's money, okay, you're putting your money down. Which underdog to you, with your wallet involved, feels best to pull off the Vegas upset this weekend? So first and foremost, I want to address that in due time, I will eventually lose this degenerate tag. Right, that I that I do have that I'm reckless. I didn't call you a degenerate. <laughs> I, I just think you like to you like a little extra extra oomph to your your sports viewing. One hundred percent. I guess I would um, go after Josh Cohen for throwing the degenerate phrase out. But I'm somebody who does put in a lot of time, who does focus on these numbers. Right, find the big money, the percentage of tickets placed on a team. Like I do my research here. Like I care about this, and I think Vegas knows all. Right, if you think you're going to pick these divisional rounds, go to Vegas before making your decision. And I think because of that. You hinted at it earlier. The lowest line here is the Dallas Cowboys being at plus three and a half. I like the Cowboys here. There's one glaring stat that stands out to me. So the 49ers have won 11 games in a row. Since 2003, 
Teams that have won 11 or more games in a row have gone 1 and 11 against the spread. That's big time. 1 and 11. And I understand this kid, Brock Purdy, has never been in the playoffs before, right? I think he has the same amount of playoff wins as Dak Prescott does, and that's a uh, Uno. Hilarious. That, that's so not hilarious. It's so sad. The fact that that is a real stat is so sad. But I guess now at this point, Dak has two wins. But He does. He's up 2-1 to one on Brock Purdy. <laughs> right. I, I think if he I'm... He has a five-year head start on <laughs> If I'm matching up these two teams, right, they're both really good defensively. I would give them one and two tags. I think Brock Purdy's going to struggle with Micah Parsons, with Demarcus Lawrence, with Trayvon Diggs. You're going to see a lot of man coverage, and they're going to dial up some pressures on Brock. And this might be the first time that we've seen him slow down. They're not going to ask a lot from Brock Purdy. Like They're going to keep his game plan conservative. And when you do that against a team who's really successful running the ball in Dallas, I think this game's really close, and I think Dallas can squeak this one out. We all expected this line to be higher. And to see 3.5 makes me feel really good, right? Vegas isn't all that confident in San Fran. But is, is Kyle Shanahan capable of keeping it conservative, as you say? I, I just... I know you're trying to put your quarterback in the best position to succeed, but Kyle Shanahan can't help himself. And I just feel like there's so many weapons, so many options. Kyle Shanahan, I think he maximizes everything he has better than anybody in the league, which is why the Niners are in the position that they're in right now, especially with a guy like Brock Purdy. We flat out were talking about yesterday these championship windows Mm. and teams that could best use just a plug-in quarterback and immediately win a Super Bowl. And the Niners were the example we were using because they're just loaded. They're loaded in every single sense of the word. I I don't agree with you that they're going to go vanilla. I think that you're going to see all of this motion and all of these exotic routes, and they're going to put Purdy in a position to make some throws to stretch the field. Like I, I get what you're saying about the, the pass rushers for Dallas and Parsons and how good they are, but equally as good as that offensive line with the 49ers. Like I... I know that you tend to lean on Vegas an awful lot, and and you should, and you're right, but I just I can't go along with this. I really think the Niners win this game by two scores. I am that confident in the Niners holding home field and going on to the NFC title game. Well, I'll tell you this. If, if you are confident in that, if you wanted to take an alternative line, which you won't, and I won't allow you to do, but on the 49ers, <laughs> minus 13.5, right? If you really think they get it done by two scores or a minus 9.5 and, and think they win by at least double digits, can you lay $100 down and you get 800 plus? You get 1000 plus. Like those are the numbers you're talking right. about here. Now, so it is pretty hefty. Let me be let me be clear about something. Now that you put it that way, I I now that I get my money involved and that much money involved, I feel like I probably want to back off a little bit. <laughs> I want to back off of that a little bit. Even the 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 sheer thought of putting $100 down on this game makes me uncomfortable. It was much easier to say double digit win when I didn't have my wallet involved in all of this. Um but I just I have supreme confidence in the 49ers. I have so much confidence right now that the Giants are going to give the Eagles a lot of problems. A lot of problems on Saturday. I just they're so sound and they're coached so well. And I'm not trying to take away from Nick Sirianni. Not at all. And I'm not trying to disrespect Jalen Hurts, but the Giants before the playoffs what was the team where everyone said, oh, man, they're poised to knock some people off just the way they're constructed and the way they're coached? It was the Giants, and that doesn't change going into the divisional round. In fact, I think it enhances it. After beating the team that was the luckiest in the league all year, the Giants move on now to a team that they're familiar with. Nothing's foreign about the Eagles. So for me, 
I think that the underdog that has the best chance to win this weekend is the Giants. Stone says it's the Cowboys. They have the best chance to win if they beat the 49ers. Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend in the NFL Divisional Round? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have you taken care of if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain and you need to see an expert in the field. Team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They're regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices convenient located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. I wonder why we didn't automatically... What, what is it about the Bills that still has us hanging on despite how inconsistent they are? You would think conventional wisdom would tell you, Stone, that the defending AFC champions would go into Buffalo and you'd feel confident as an underdog they could win. Is there a prevailing, even subconscious hope amongst football fans that the Bills find their way into the AFC title game because they are such America's team right now, because they're the darlings of football. And again, before DeMar Hamlin, they were still the darlings of football. People love Bills Mafia. Is there a subconscious cross-your-fingers hope that the Bills will finally find a way to click and uh, be the explosive team we've seen them at times as opposed to this clunky, mistake-ridden, find-a-way bunch we've seen over the last six weeks? Is that the explanation behind this? Because other than that, I don't understand why I automatically am not leaping into this Bengals propaganda where, yeah, of course they'll go into Buffalo. They're defending AFC champs, and the Bills are flawed. Why can't I bring myself to do that? What is keeping me from that? Dude, it's a really interesting concept here because if you remember that game with the tragedy of DeMar Hamlin, the Bills were favored by one in that ball game. And now here they are favored by five and a half. So you would have to think Vegas thinks this is the game they explode. Me personally, I think if you poke the bear long enough, it's going to attack you, and I think Buffalo has the ability to explode, and maybe they do show up in a really, really big moment, obviously playing at home. Maybe DeMar walks out of the locker room. Like This could be the game where they I feel like it. that's happening, right? I like, do. I feel like that's absolutely taking place. The odds of DeMar Hamlin making an appearance on the field is is high, high <laughs> like probably two to one. For sure. I, I think it totally happens, and I think because of that, right, we're going to see some more special stuff that these guys are capable of doing. I was really surprised earlier in the week when I saw four and a half come out, and now it's climbed, right? The money's coming in on Buffalo. It confuses me, but at the same time, I think these guys win the game, but I, I love what you said because there's just – we can't necessarily just hop off the boat and totally fade these guys. It's impossible to do right now. We just don't trust ourselves. We trust the Buffalo Bills more than we do our own judgment, I think rightfully so. Uh, the party's over for the Jags, right? Like emphatically so. <laughs> okay, so Trevor Lawrence is 2-0 and in the NFL on Saturdays, 32-0 and in college football Saturdays, and 3-0 oh, in high school Saturdays. So this cat has never <laughs> lost a football game. I love game. that. Wait, 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 wait. So he's 2-0 and NFL Saturdays, 32-0 and on college football Saturdays, and uh, you said 3-0 and on high school football Saturdays? That is correct. <laughs> 
That is a hilarious, hilarious random number. And ins- I love that. Yeah, and then instead of uh, Joe Mama, quarterback for the high school team that he played, you got Patrick Mahomes. So good luck. Yeah, yeah. That they eight and a half feels right. It, it does. Feels, it feels. It feels and right. It, and if these Jags even manage to keep this game close, I mean, they're going to be a problem next year because Trevor Lawrence is playing with a lot of confidence. But the Chiefs is just a whole nother machine. The Jags and the Chiefs. Obviously, you've got the Jaguars as the underdog. Giants, Eagles. The Giants are the underdog after the win against the Vikings. Bills, Bengals. Cincinnati comes in as the five-and-a-half-point underdog to Buffalo. And then you've got the Cowboys and the Niners and Dallas, a three-and-a-half-point underdog to the 49ers. I just feel like that line, three-and-a-half, you are giving Dallas a whole lot of credit mm. for beating the worst division champ in the NFL this year. I, I just... I cannot bring myself to to believe in the Cowboys and all of this showing their championship medal. What did they show? That they were significantly better than the Bucks? Yeah. They should have done that. That didn't impress me. Beating the Niners, that would impress me. Is it going to happen? Nah. Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend in the NFL Divisional Round? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. When we come back, we'll take your calls. We'll get to social media as well. And I need to finally uh, close the book on the Miami Dolphins in 2022 into 2023. Because uh, I have mixed emotions about what I saw throughout the course of the year. <laughs> Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Tone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone, explain what, what you just you just uh, sent us in the the show text thread. What's your parlay here well, this for the is, NFL playoffs? So I was asked to put this together by the Audible Silent Assassin, Christian Cat. But I also okay. feel like this is the Ken Levick Alive parlay, right? You're really big on the Giants. Yeah. And you're really small on the Buffalo Bills, I would I'm say. Small, I'm small literally in multiple ways. But <laughs> also, uh, yes, I'm small on the... Uh, on the on the Bills. On the Bills, yes. So this is a two-team parlay. With the New York Giants money line at plus 284 and the Cincinnati Bengals money line at plus 206. Okay. The parlay comes out to plus 1,075. So if you lay $100, you get paid out a little over $1,000. Sick. Let's go. That's a lot of beers. <laughs> I mean, I like it's that. like a month's worth of beer. I love that. I love that Ken Levicka live parlay. That rules. Uh, the NFL divisional round this weekend. You've got your four underdogs, you've got the Jags. Take it on the Chiefs. Of course, the Jaguars are the significant, the biggest underdog uh, of the weekend as they go to Kansas City as eight-and-a-half-point dogs. Got the Giants as the underdog to the Eagles. The Bengals are dogs to the Bills. And uh, the Cowboys are just over three-point underdog to the 49ers. Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, 
Twitter at KLV1063. Let me tell you about Brightline. There, there is is no underdog story with Brightline. It is the overwhelming favorite to get you where you need to go in South Florida. Brightline, it's that big yellow train, and it has stations in West Palm Beach. Gorgeous, palatial, beautiful. Fort Lauderdale, the same. Miami Central, or uh, yeah, Miami Central Station is absolutely gorgeous. So easy to get to. And with Brightline, here's the thing: is that it's <laughs> it is such a stress-free experience. You don't truly appreciate it. Like I can talk about it. You don't truly appreciate it till you're actually on the train. And you're just banging through South Florida, no problem. Getting to Fort Lauderdale if you want to go to the museums or headed to the heat on the buzzer beater train. Or maybe you want to go to the Marlins once baseball season gets going. Inner Miami once MLS begins again. You don't truly appreciate the fact that you have this gorgeous, comfortable, air-conditioned, Wi-Fi-filled, snacks, drinks-capable train until you're on the train. And you're riding in comfort, and you look over, and you see all of the cars backed up. That's the thing about Brightline that strikes me, is that you can you can literally see the gridlock you're avoiding right there in front of you with Brightline. Get your passes. Do something for you. You don't need to be held hostage by South Florida traffic all the time. 95 Turnpike, make it a, a distant memory just for a split second. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com or the free Brightline app. Get yourself your tickets to take Brightline. I recommend the premium seating. It is worth it in every sense of the word and every cent that you pay. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. That's Brightline. Now, I'm curious, Stone, what the Audible Assassin thinks about the underdog that has the best chance to win this weekend. I am curious because I I have a sense. I have a sense that he is going to defy me on the Giants. He's not into that. I also feel like, though, he's a no-go on the Cowboys. I'm curious. This is just a gut feel, knowing what I know about the Audible Assassin. But, but Christian, what, what's the underdog that you think, uh, deep down in your, your Assassin uh, gut, tells you, hey, they're going to come out of here. They're going to go to a conference title game. You couldn't be more wrong. I oh. love your Giants pick. Oh, I love go. your Giants pick. You, you went and nauseated me about it in, in a good way. I, I love uh, everything you had to say about the Giants, and more, uh, history repeats itself. You look at 2007 and the Giants, Third year, whatever quarterback trying to prove himself. Still, Eli Manning. Now we got Daniel Jones. You had a Giants team that looks kind of clunky, kind of weird, not very attractive for the viewer. Uh, took down a pretty weak division uh, opponent, which is or a uh, division winner in the first round. And then they take on their uh, uh, division t- uh, partner with the Dallas Cowboys in 07. Now they get the Eagles. I like the Giants a lot this week, and I agree with you there. But my answer is the Bengals. When are we going to stop doubting Joe Burrow? Like, when is that going to end? They haven't squared <laughs> off against one another, so we don't have any previous but this is uh, matchup what it with is. Allen Christian, this is what it is. People love the Bills. People don't want to think about the Bills losing, and everybody's just assuming we're selling tickets to Atlanta for the AFC title game. Everybody's just assuming that Bills Chiefs, and I feel like the Bengals are a little bit of an afterthought. I've got Bills fatigue, man. I'm honestly sick and tired of the Bills. <laughs> I, this is I, hopeful thinking, and it, it's think of my brain. I don't want to. I don't want to see the Demar Hamlin package on the Super Bowl. I think we've gotten enough coverage of it. I, I love the Bengals this week because of Joe Burrow. Listen, this guy is the Mahomes killer. I think we've seen him beat Pat Mahomes in big games several times already in his career. 
And now he's going to go to the guy who many believe is the second best quarterback in the NFL and Josh Allen and do the same exact thing. Give me the Bengals outright in that parlay that you heard from Stone. Giants and Bengals to win outright. I love it. I love it so much. I feel like what Christian just said about the Bills and DeMar Hamlin and the coverage, it's unpopular. But it also is probably something that a lot of people are feeling and don't have the guts to say. Stone, would you back me up on that? What what the what the audible assassin just said. Hey, sort of sick of the constant Bills narratives and listen, Demar Hamlin, we feel great that that potentially tragic and and soul-crushing situation appears as if it's going to have a sunny ending with rainbows and we're all going to feel good about it. There's a little bit of fatigue starting to kick in. Christian said it. It's not going to be popular, but sweet mother of God, do I agree with him. Yeah, I I loved every bit of it too, but I I just worry, hey, don't get caught trying to be trendy, right? Don't try to fade these bills. We just hinted at it. We We just hinted at it. We, you don't want to poke the bear. Like I think they're favored by five but and a half. But what four bear reasons. are the Bills right now? What bear are the Bills? Because it feels like right now, right now, the Bills are a bear that is in the middle of hibernation, and you poke it, and you poke it, and you poke it, and it looks at you. It maybe eats some berries. It farts, and it goes back to sleep. That's what the Bills feel like right now. <laughs> Dropping passes in the end zone. Josh Allen just throwing the ball to opponents over and over and over and over and over again. Skylar Thompson finding ways to move the ball down the field on this Bills defense. Like I'm, the, the, the Bills have not. Resembled the team that went to Kansas City and won uh, in the the first third of the season in probably the last six weeks. Listen, if, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, I would use the ET analogy, right? You are getting left Reese's pieces on the ground, and you're picking them up, and you're taking a step. You're <laughs> picking the next dated one up. reference. I didn't expect Stone LeBanowitz to be using, and you're ET. taking another step. You're uh-huh. picking it up, and then all of a sudden, when you get to that last Reese's pieces, and you look up, and you see the giant grizzly bear that is Josh Allen, like reality will set in. Like this I'm is glad you said Grizzly Bear and not Alien. If Tony Romo calls Josh Allen <laughs> an alien one more time, I'm going on a, a public bid to to have Tony Ro- Romo removed from the CBS broadcast booth. That was insufferable to listen to, and I like Tony Romo, but Tony Romo and the job he did against uh, in the booth for the Bills and the Dolphins on Sunday was shameful. Yeah, you know, I heard all those takes. It was so Josh Allen cheerleader stuff. For me, it was bad. For me, it wasn't necessarily the alien being thrown around because, I mean, quite frankly, Josh Allen He's is an alien. alien. But it was, alien. it was Mr. January that was really irking me. Like, he, he used it three or four times. Like, <laughs> oh, here man. comes Mr. January. I'm like, are we talking about the 25-year-old Josh Allen? Mr. January? Like, can we please hold off on that? And that was the one that really got me. Yeah, Tony Romo, who, again, I'm a fan of. But that was not it. Like when, when, when they came out of halftime, and he said something along the lines of, "All right, here's where the domination starts," and Josh Allen immediately gets strip sacked in the Dolphins score. That was so satisfying. That was so satisfying to me because uh, Tony Romo is so in love with Josh Allen that it did everybody else a complete disservice. There is a semblance of Bills fatigue happening right now that people don't want to admit because it probably is still a little too soon to acknowledge it. But bless Christian Cat, 
for for coming out and saying it. I feel the same way he does. You're going to get like, like three hours of Demar Hamlin on Super Bowl I, Sunday if this happens. I hope you're ready for already. that. Listen, I, enough already. I I, I want to play to both of you guys here. There's an audio that I heard this morning that you guys are going to. I don't know what you always throw around, but this one's going to get your loins going, Ken. This is Joe Burrow <laughs> on being a five and a half point underdog this weekend. This was Joe Burrow yesterday. Yeah, it's always. I always enjoy going on the road. It's uh, just you and your guys. Feels like it's you against the world, and that's that's where we like to be. You feel like an underdog going into this game? I never feel like an underdog. <laughs> Pretty good. By the way, the speech pattern of Joe Burrow reminds me a lot of Christian Cat. Um, let's play Joe Burrow one more time. Yeah, it's always. I always enjoy going on the road. It's all uh, right. Stop it right there, uh, Christian. Just say, yeah, it's always. I enjoy going on the road right there. You know, it's it's always. I like going on the road. A little more monotone. Yeah, yeah, a little more monotone. But 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 it I was sounds, being myself, not. But Joe the Burrow. way that yeah yeah yeah. But the staccato, the the thoughtfulness, and when they speak, like they they sound like the exact same person. You could have told me before the show, not told me who that cut cut was from, and I would have. You could have told me that was Christian, and I would have been like, huh, all right, well. Uh, that's a good piece of audio from Christian Cat. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend in the NFL playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jason tweets in Bills fatigue. I love it. Get used to it, especially after the Bills win on Sunday. <sighs> Man. Uh, I, I, I'm balancing feeling good for Bills fans because I do feel like they deserve it, right? Like They deserve this. They have they they've turned themselves into a caricature of themselves by throwing themselves through tables. They've become more popular than the actual football team, and so now their reckless behavior uh, it, it gained headlines and it gained traction, it gained visibility, and they were doing this while the Bills were god awful, just absolutely terrible. So now they've been elevated to a level that's great. They've been putting their bodies literally on the line for this football team that has given them absolutely no give back, no reward for decades and now here we are i feel like bills fans deserve this but also i deserve to not have to hear about the bills every waking second for me it's if you can't beat them join them i, I i've been able to oh embrace... don't do that too oh well i'm sorry what a fr- christian this pisses me off so much about <laughs> he is such a a he, he just said did you not hear him in the first segment say oh or no it was actually this segment like like 10 minutes ago oh don't get caught up in the trendy thing don't get caught up in the trendy things he does he gets caught up in the trendy things more than anybody he just wants to be a part of what's popular he he does not <laughs> march to the beat of his own drum stone labanowitz hears the drum and then follows it baiting the bills is trendy saying you have bills fatigue is trendy embrace it no it's not who had the guts to say that christian cat did not you darn right right. (laughs) and the Bengals struggled with tyler huntley they should have at least gone to overtime they were on the ropes in that game they were plus money late in that game the Bengals are not looking great fantastic going into this game Sure, I I, I want to address this side of it. If we're going to get tired of Josh Allen, well, you got another thing coming because we have a decade worth of more magic from Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday. Sorry to bring this up, but they asked Aaron Rodgers like, "Where's this game headed? Like, who do you like watching the most? Who are you rooting for?" 
And he goes, man, I just can't stop watching Josh Allen play football. Like what he's able to do with the ball in his hand, how he's able to escape pressure and take oh, the shots down the field. Call him an alien? That He did call him an alien. That 40-yard pass I'm to so big game that. Gabe Davis on his back foot from the 35-yard line, just absolutely on a rope in the corner of the end zone. Like there's nobody else in the league doing that besides Patrick Mahomes and Josh or Joe Burrow. But that comes behind Josh Allen. Like he's the front runner, I think, at this point. And if you're trying to fade these guys, I think you're just trying to be trendy. I think you're trying to get ahead of the pack, and it's going to bite you in the butt. Was um was 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 Aaron Rodgers and were you equally as impressed by Josh Allen's throw to the sideline right before halftime that got picked off, leading to a Dolphins score? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I don't know. Is that cool too? Like, oh, back foot. Look at the rope. And then he makes a dumbass decision uh, at least three times a game now. Yeah, I like, I'm just saying. I hear you, but I think there's there's really levels to this stuff, right? Like you and Theo Dorsey are are two guys who love to make fun of Matthew Stafford, who like to go after Brett Favre. Like Ken Dorsey opens the playbook wide open for this cat. There's nothing he can't do, and there's nothing that they're not confident that he can't do. So all bets are off when it comes to Josh Allen and this Buffalo Bills offense, and I think that's why it really gets my loins going or tingling. <laughs> Sorry, tingling. tingling. Get some going. I mean, it could be going. Because at uh, first down, depends. on the minus 30, like, they're taking a shot down the field. Like, they're flashy, and they're not afraid of anybody. And if it's not there, Josh Allen is tucking it, and he's going to go after a guy like Fred Werner. Like, no hesitation. I think that Josh Allen's the only guy in the league doing that right now. By the way, could you say the candy from E.T., the candy that became famous, it had its big coming out moment uh, uh, from the, the uh, motion picture, E.T.? Reese's Pieces? You were saying it Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's Pieces. It's not Reese's Pieces or Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's Pieces. I don't know how funny funny life is. The only reason I brought up that ET analogy was because I had Reese's Pieces last night. So it was Reese's Pieces. The, did I say it again? Yes. Reese's. Pieces. You don't even know you're doing it. Reese's Pieces last night. It's uh, Reese's, not Reese's. It's not Reese's. It's Reese's. <laughs> Reese's, not Reese's. Reese's. Uh, I don't. I'm not 100 percent on that. It might be Reese's. Yeah, Ken's a Midwestern guy, so we gotta uh, we gotta halt. On well, that. how can we figure that out? I mean, I guess you just go on the internet. Like, is there someone on a, a, YouTube? Yeah, that commercial. It? Like a, a commercial. Yeah, find a commercial sure. though. But you realize, but but it's funny that Stone mentions ET because Reese's Pieces they took off. Because of that movie, it was the really? greatest. It was the greatest piece of of uh, of marketing, maybe of all time in candy history. That movie sent Reese's Pieces into the stratosphere. Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend? And are you suffering from Bills fatigue? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Oh, also, is it Reese's Pieces, Reese's Pieces, or Reese's Pieces? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Let's start with the man who's been waiting patiently, and he is in Jupiter. He is Joe. I'm Ken Levick, alive. Hi, Joe. Hello, guys. How are y'all? Good. Good. Good, good, good. Well, first of all, before I get to my uh, – first of all, I do half like your pick of the Giants as the underdog winner, and I'll tell you why in a minute, and then I'll get to mine, of course. But I, I'm still trying to get over in the show yesterday. I think you might have said that the Giants are actually a better team right now than the Cowboys. I, I, I did so say that. I, I did I say that. that far. Okay, okay. I'll own it, Joe. I'll own it. Okay, it's been bothering me a little bit since yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you, Joe, you must have missed him. You must have missed him saying that the Charlotte Hornets were a better team than the Dallas Mavericks too. He also slipped. I that did one not in there. say that. Yes, that he did. did. Not come out of my mouth. I, am, I hope we didn't 
hopefully that didn't come out of his mouth. But Joe, uh, I did watch the Mavs. I, but Joe, I'm in San Antonio, and so I had access to the Mavs last night. I watched the Mavs a little bit, and uh, those boys aren't playing any defense right now. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, we're, yeah, it's, we're, we're, we're not in very good shape. But that's that's for another day, another topic. But uh, let me first of all, the Johns. I'll tell you why that I have hope, and, and Ernesto, if you're listening, I hope you appreciate this. Because I think I understand if the Giants can pull off the victory and we can beat the 49ers, the NFC Championship game would be in Dallas. I think that's correct because they are the lower seed. Of course. So that's yes, why that I, the one correct. time in my life, that's the one time in my life I think that I can remember that I'm rooting for the Giants this week, literally. How about that? But and I will and, you, and also, too, Joe, real quick, it just speaks to, we went into the year saying confidently, my God, the NFC East is going to suck. <laughs> and then think about it. We yeah. are two conceivable games away from the NFC East exclusively being a part of the NFC Championship game. That's wild. Absolutely. Yep. And it feels like it was yesterday when we were talking about that yeah. on the air seven or eight months ago. That's, yeah. that's, but that's, and let me tell you, the last time the uh, 49ers lost was against the Chiefs. That's the last time they have faced an offense anywhere close to our offense. Now, if we played like we played the other night, we can go all the way, and everybody Wait, Joe, would say that. But I'm Stone, saying Stone, let me, let me, let me. Is, did Joe just compare the Dallas offense to the Chiefs offense? I think he did. Compare a little bit, not, not yeah, Patrick a real Mahomes. little bit. I'm, not, yes. I'm, not, I'm saying if you look at their last eight games of victory, look at the teams that they've lost to, that they that they okay, beat. okay, it's I'll give you that. Okay. Seahawks of the world, the Bears got of the got world. It, got it, got it, got they it. did, they did lose a, they they did lose eleven to ten. In the beginning of the season, to the Broncos, but uh, that, that's before Purdy. But there's no way he's going to take that team to the Super Bowl. If he does, it's a great story. He has to lose, and I, as you know, I hope it's this week. And I think we have the best chance, as any of the underdogs, to take care of business. And yes, I am old enough to remember that the catch. I think that's one of the first times yeah. I cried. I was like ten or eleven when Dwight Clark caught that pass in the end of the end zone against uh, Joe Montana, and that that was that was. Devastating for me as a young child, but you know that was forty something years ago, thirty something years ago. So you know, <laughs> I know y'all brought it up earlier in the show, and yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 well, actually, I do remember, I do remember that. Yeah, still uh, to this day. Joe, appreciate the call. And by the way, Ooh. the reason Dwight Clark came up from Stone, uh, Stone of all people, the youngest person on the show, um, Stone brought up Dwight Clark as evidence of how awesome the NFL Divisional Playoffs are, mm. even though that was in the NFC title game. Well, I mean, like I said, same difference. But how old were you when uh, the catch was made? Like 13, 14? Uh, no, I was I was not even a glimmer yet in my parents' eyes. Oh, oh. That was 1982, Stone. How old do you think I am? I'm not in my 40s yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I know you're 38 years old. Fresh, I may act freshly like 39, I'm well right? I, uh, No, I'm freshly. I'm 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 nothing freshly right now. I'm 38, and I'll be 39 in July. You mm. saw ET in theaters, right? <laughs> Shut <laughs> the drive-in theater. <laughs> oh, so funny story about ET though. And this is God's honest truth. And we'll continue to take your calls. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. We have a couple hanging on here. We'll get through you. Just hang on with us. I need to uh, very self indulgently tell a story, embarrassing myself here. Um, e. T. It was a movie that I watched over and over and over again as a kid um, in suburban Chicago. My mom would put it on, and I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. And then every time, without fail. And Christian, you've seen E.T. Stone, you've seen E.T.? Come on. Yeah. Okay. When he turns gray and starts to die, with 
with no hesitation, my body would just break into hysterical tears every single time. So this was me at five years old. Just imagine a five-year-old Ken Levicka, okay? I've got shaggy, dirty blonde hair, super thin, big ears, awkward, and I'm sitting on my living room floor watching E.T., and 15 times in a row, it gets to E.T. turns gray and starts to die part, tears. Just bawling tears to a point where my mom would always have to come out and comfort me. I'm a crier too, Ken. I don't hate you for that at all. I've okay. cried plenty of times watching E.T. As a kid, seeing E.T. cry or seeing E.T. die, what's more traumatic than that? I mean, I'm sure there's way more things traumatic <laughs> than that. But, I mean, on a, on a, on a movie screen, like... That hits you right in the feels because you love this little alien who loves his Reese's Pieces and Elliot and his light-up finger. And then he's there and he's dying and the people are trying to catch him. And it's very sad. And it brought out a lot of emotion in me. Yeah, for me, I think E.T.'s a lot more sad than Marley and me. Whoa. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. Well, you got an immediate pushback there from the silent assassin. I'm sorry. Or the audible Oh, assassin. you're a sorry cat guy. Me. That's why. Yay, yeah, he's a weird little cat guy. That's why he thinks that. Oh, boy. Now we're getting way too young. Uh, which Are we still on this topic? Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend in the NFL playoffs? Is it Reese's Pieces or is it Reese's Pieces or is it Reese's Pieces? And you have Bill's fatigue. We're loading you up on a Thursday. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. Hang on the lines. We'll get to you. I promise. He's Stone the Bandowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN. 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We have an opportunity for you to do something really cool. Palm Beach autographs. This weekend, we're going to be giving away a chance before the end of the show today for you to go out and be a part of events featuring Pete Rose tomorrow, Mike Tyson Saturday, or Ric Flair on Sunday. That's sick. How about that? Listen, Is that it, your Ric Flair? Yeah, yeah. You see That's what I did? Your boy, that was pretty good. A little high pitched. I, I mean, I'm more, good. I'm more interested in Pete Rose, obviously. But uh, yeah, I would get autographs right, from two, all three two of those fellow guys. Uh, gambling degenerates hanging out with one another. That's right, baby. Two lying, stealing, cheating degenerates, baby. <laughs> My boy Pete. <laughs> what up, Pete? <laughs> Which underdog has the best chance to win this NFL divisional weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And so uh, it has come up as well. Uh, Stone says Reese's Pieces, which drives me absolutely insane. Um, I think that it's Reese's Pieces, but... Uh, the audible assassin, Christian Katz, says, uh, 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 Ken, it might be Reese's Pieces. Sean in Palm Beach Gardens says he has a clarification here. Sean's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Sean? Yeah, it's, it's actually very simple according to the English language, but, and I apologize if I get a little <laughs> upset about this because I've had many, <laughs> oh, many well, I didn't realize that this was, this was uh, <laughs> going to draw rancor. All right, here we go, Sean. Only, only in my household. Only in my household. <laughs> it was a holiday. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the guy's name who invented... The piece is Reese. Reese. Right? Yes. It's Re- So it's his pieces. It's his pieces, so it's Reese's. Uh-huh. Just like Ken's. Just like Ken's. Yeah. Or Stone's. It's not Stonesies. 
It's not Kennedy. Right, <laughs> right. It's, it's Reese's. Jones pieces. Yeah. So Reese's. Right. It's not exactly. Reese's. Yeah, and that's what I've been saying, yeah. Sean. Like, I feel like it's pretty cut and dry. Like, why are we doing the yeah. E? And then with the people who do the E, it just their their brain tells them E on the PCs, and then it becomes absolutely insane. Like stone. Oh, it's uh, just blood boiling with PCs. It, yeah, it adds to it. For sure. Yeah, it's just it's just remarkably yeah. dumb, Sean. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> the call, and I'm glad that we're on the same page on this. I don't. I mean, Stone, what just happened, though? And it's okay. We're not going to judge you. <laughs> but we have, we, have given you, we have given you a simple lesson in the English language. I'm more, interested, speaking. I'm more interested in Stone's pieces or Ken's pieces. I think we got something there. We can do something with that. Yeah, yeah you're, you, you like Ken's piece? I like that. <laughs> uh, let's go to Jacksonville Johnny on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jacksonville Johnny? You know, long time listener, another one of your first time callers. <laughs> I gotta say, the Jaguars are the underdog that's gonna mm. win because they looking like the ballers. Bye bye, my homie. Jacksonville got rid of Coach Oscar Meyer and all his baloney. <laughs> Jacksonville Johnny, thank you for the call. Ernesto in Boyden, what's up, Ernie? Wow, they're all coming out the woodworks. Yeah, um, I'm going to say <laughs> Giants, of course, baby. Uh, Ken, I like the way you pick them, man. Yeah, I got to go with that. And and there's some there's some over-unders in this weekend. You got to love them. Man. I know the degenerate, my man Stone. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait for them to come out because I'm going to go to the total opposite of what you're thinking. <laughs> and, uh, and, and uh, no, baby, you know, I, you know I'll go for you, baby. I'm just, I'm just a comedian, bro. Um, but, um, uh yeah, the Giants is going to be a good one, man. I think it's going to be, and um, I heard him. I heard him. I heard him earlier. Um, thank you, Mr. Joe. Thank you, Broadway, Mr. Mr. Jupiter Joe, on that one. That um, you're going for us, but I'm not going for you, buddy. Because I think, I think Mr. Pert is going to put the woo flash back and put the Jackson Clark, the new version of it, of that catch on you. And I think mm. you guys ain't going to advance. And you're talking all that smack about us, us, us. Listen, what about you, 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 and get yourselves into the next round and prove to yourselves that you have the QB1 you're supposed to have. And, um, gentlemen, I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Appreciate you, Ernie. Feels like a Friday. Uh, I, it, it does, and what I think is happening here is that we've come off the holidays and people are already sort of exhausted and ground down. And not that I don't encourage this, but what I think is happening is day drinking on Thursdays. I mean, it's Thirsty Thursday. It would make thirsty a whole lot Thursday. of sense. That's exactly right. It's Thirsty Thursday. And you know what? I'm into it. I actually, I'm really, really into it. John is in Jensen Beach on Ken Levick Alive. John, have you been drinking today? Uh, not yet, but I'm on the way. Love it. Hey, so uh, this is uh, I'm trying to give myself the reverse jinx here because I hold a uh, 49650 ticket oh, on the man. Super Bowl. Oh, so I'm, man. I'm, I think was that John? Was that pre-playoffs? Yeah, it was pre-playoffs. Okay. It was actually when after Purdy, after Purdy's first start, um, you know, when he looked like like okay, he's not going to you know throw the ship to the friggin' bottom of the ocean. Yeah, that's when I said, all right, this is this is the real deal. Um, but so I'm taking so I'm taking Dallas. I'm I'm taking them plus the four. But I think they actually have a chance to win this game. And and it's not just because I'm trying to reverse jinx this. I, I just I think that Dallas's secondary will be the best that Purdy has seen. Yep. And that's 
something that that's going to possibly cause some pressure that he hasn't felt yet. Uh, good luck on the on the ticket, and appreciate the call. You mean that the the dolphin secondary the, the dolphin secondary didn't scare Brock Purdy? Uh, I don't think Go so. Figure. Uh, the fact that Brock Purdy more expertly navigated the Dolphins secondary than Josh Allen did at any point this year, it just further suggests how bizarre a world we are. I want to drop this one on you here before we get to uh, the second hour here. Here are the odds to win the NFC. Okay. NFC East, any team in the NFC East, minus 175. This is current. This is before the season? This is right now. Oh, so right now, at this moment. Odds to win the NFC and just in general, the NFC East, right? The teams that are in. Minus 175. Okay. So that you're, you're taking just them, but you get the Eagles, you get the Giants, and you get the Cowboys all in there. Oh, I see what you're saying. They, so it's the, any one of the three. Any one um, of the three. Got it, got it, got it. Got NFC East minus 175, 49ers plus 140. So just Vegas flexing its muscles, showing its confidence in Brock Purdy and this 49ers squad. Uh, we'll continue with which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend. Also, I am curious. Do you have Bills fatigue? See, people have expertly navigated around that because they're, they're afraid to admit, like the audible assassin did, that maybe, just maybe, we've had a little too much of the Bills, especially in the wake of DeMar Hamlin. Christian Cat has the guts. Do you? Which underdog has the best chance to win this weekend in the NFL divisional round? Do you have Bills fatigue? We're going to be giving you a chance to be a part of one of the three awesome Palm Beach autographs events this weekend. We're also giving away South Florida Fair tickets. My God, are we great for the people. Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, you're welcome. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.